0: Welcome to the Advanced Team Podcast, where we discuss all things life insurance sales from attitude, leadership, sales training, motivation, and insights from today's top producers. All this to help you become a difference maker in your world of life insurance sales. Let's go. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to your Wednesday morning. Welcome to Improving Your Game. My name's Ben McCain. I'm the guy with all the questions. And uh, today, I'm joined by my co-host all the way from Austin, Texas. An hour behind us, getting up bright and early to join us this morning, I have Tim Wright. Good morning, Tim. How are you?
1: Good morning, Ben. I'm doing great. How are
0: you? Doing wonderful, man. It's a a good time to be alive. It's a good week to be out writing some business. Uh, We are capturing some momentum i think as a as a unit as a team uh the advanced team is is soaring and i'm really excited about uh this new series that we've cooked up tim uh we have we have titled it it's not the most original thing but we have uh said this before we've never done it before but teamwork makes the dream work and today is just episode one uh tim do you want to give any background as to uh, why this is an important topic for us and a crucial time for us as a group right now?
1: Yeah, um, well, first of all, I, I wish that we could like uh, do a little voiceover when you said teamwork makes the dream work and put John Maxwell in there because I love his voice. And like I feel like that just solidifies it. But the background is, um, you know, we're coming out of conference and everything and the push to jump. Um, we ultimately are a team and we do work together and click and mesh together and this is something I think you and I have been talking about a few different times um, and it, it finally just feels like this is this has finally reached the point where it's time for us to talk about what that looks like and what that means and just kind of the greater reaching um, themes and, and personal aspects of teamwork.
0: Yeah, I agree. We were kind of talking about this before hitting record here and uh, in the pre-call just that it's it's kind of unusual maybe to consider what we do um, to be a team effort uh, because we are all kind of in our own individual cars and we're all in our own individual sits uh, with the leads that we have been assigned personally and we're doing that, of course, for our own uh, careers, uh, for our own bank accounts, for our own families. And uh, that kind of leads me to my first question. But uh, our episode today, the thing that we really want to uh, set the set the stage for is this idea of teamwork, um, but there's a mindset that has to come behind it. And so today we kind of just want to compare the individual mindset versus the collective mindset. So in order to um, set that uh, set that up properly, I think we first have to explore uh, what is my responsibility uh, first to myself. What what am I responsible for? Do you want to take a crack at that, Tim?
1: Um, yeah, and, and I'm going to take a shallow crack at it because um, I, I think me personally, like I probably have less responsibility um, to myself than perhaps somebody who has a growing family, for example. So Uh, let's just start there you have a responsibility to pay your bills right we all got to live we all got to eat so you have a responsibility to make sure that you have a roof over your head that you're eating hopefully healthy um, that you're taking care of your family Um, so if you have a spouse you know you're providing um, your portion whatever you've got that worked out to be if you've got kids you've got to support them and this is not just financially um, you got to be there for them also, so there's some balance that has to go on. Um, for people who love their pets, you got to support your pets, um, <laughs> but really you also have to fulfill a purpose, right? Uh, so individually, we all want to do something that matters, um, and you really gotta just ask yourself that question outside of the basics of making sure that you're fed and you have a roof over your head. It's like what else do I want to achieve for myself? And maybe that's uh, making sure you're taking a, a week vacation in the Bahamas once a year or something like that. So we have all
0: these different responsibilities. Um, and, and I know that, like I said, that's kind
1: of shallow. And that's why I want to pass it back to you is because you have a growing family. So you're probably seeing some aspects that I don't.
0: Well, yeah, but I think you, um, I think you hit the nail on the head. I really do because those concepts they don't change just because your family dynamics change or it grows. Uh, it's the same thing. Uh, you just have more, uh, more of it. Maybe I guess uh, the stakes are a little bit higher uh, because you have dependents, you have kids that are looking to you uh, to make sure that their next meal is going to be there, that they have safety and security. Um, But I really love what you said about taking it to the next level with your uh, fulfilling a purpose. I had written down just, you know, your own goals and your own aspirations. And you know, those are going to vary from person to person. So we probably don't need to spend a whole lot of time on it. I think it's just sufficient to say that we individually have responsibilities. Um, The only thing I'd add is maybe we have a individual responsibility to our clients. Uh, to our book of business. They look to us to be their experts and have their best interest at heart. Um, you know, making a simple phone call to have a beneficiary change form sent out. Uh that makes it easier for someone who doesn't like having to wait on hold forever. Uh death claims, you know, holding people's hands through that process. Um when people fall off the books, miss a payment, uh getting them uh getting them back and covered and protected. So other than that, I think uh I think everything else you said is a hundred percent true. Um so those are our responsibilities to ourselves, but what what about the team? If we were to shift our mindset, um, at the very basic level, we're not uh, we're not solo agents. We're all part of this this group, this collective of agents. So, Tim, we haven't talked about this a whole lot, but what is the responsibility that we have to the team?
1: Uh, well. I'm going to back up for one second, I'm, I'm, and I'm going to add one last thing to the your responsibility to yourself, because this point, I think, translates over to the team, and when you are upholding your responsibilities to yourself, it's a character thing, so it, it's like revealing of your character uh, as an individual, and I think that we all have to focus on making sure that we are being... Uh, people of character and that's where it translates over to the team and quite frankly, uh, I don't think the responsibilities are much different. Um, I I feel like a lot of the times if you're taking care of yourself, you're also taking care of the team, Um, but then you kind of get a fire in you and you want to be part of something bigger. So a lot of times we'll push ourselves a little bit further because we are part of a group and we do want to contribute to something greater
0: that reaches out further than ourselves. Uh, Would you agree with that, Ben? Yeah, I absolutely would. When I think of the impact that I can have, you know, the number of applications that I can write in a month or in a year, and when I think of that multiplied and I think of the potential of what we can accomplish with – all of these irons in the fire it just it makes it makes a much larger dent it makes a much larger difference and that's really inspiring to me uh, that's the way i see it i don't know that everyone on our call um agrees i do want to make one distinction though um when you know tim you were promoted this year to area manager um and then and so was i and so we're coming at this from a position of there are people who look to us specifically for leadership for guidance for mentoring for assistance uh, with their their product knowledge and underwriting and all of the above so if we are breaking this down so that it's relevant to every person no matter where they are no matter what team they're on no matter what level they're on like what is that responsibility I think I uh, I think at the very basic level, we're responsible to participate. I think that's fair to just say, you know, being on our calls, being uh, at the all agents meeting, It um, we usually don't say things like we don't you throw around words like this is required or mandatory. Uh, but I do think that there is an implied responsibility to just simply participate. And then uh, also, I think encouragement, uh, when you just take stock of the... Um, of attitudes that are around you of uh just the tone or the environment that's around you uh you can sense when people need an encouraging word and uh, i think that's really consistent with our culture and just our core values and uh you know just to be the best and to um play together and to you know uh, the accountability of it all of that is relates to just you know simply Everyone could probably agree that we have a responsibility to encourage the people that are around us and not just uh, participate reluctantly or with a bad attitude and still maybe physically show up but not, uh, not participate in a uh, more engaging sense. So those are my thoughts on team responsibilities. Any, anything else from you?
1: I, I would actually agree with you. And I think the ironic part is that, especially when you're participating, you might be upholding your responsibility somewhat to the team to be there and encourage people and, and just bring your energy, but ultimately you're also upholding your responsibility to yourself because those things benefit you uh, because you also get fed in those times. Even us, like, <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up because you could be sitting on the call thinking, yeah, but Ben and Tim, their managers. Uh, They're supposed to say stuff like that, and the truth is, for both of us, before we even made it to this point, um, probably long before we even made it to this point, we both said, you know, what can I do to contribute to the team more? And we were doing that for, uh, like I said, probably a while before we even made it to this point. So um, what are some specifics you think where these do or don't overlap?
0: Yeah, it's a, that's a good question. I think that on its face, they look pretty similar as far as like our responsibilities to ourselves, our responsibilities to the team. Um, when you take ownership of the team environment and realize that we are better when we are all together, uh, then you can just go out and be your best and participate and encourage. Uh, and it doesn't really change anything. Day to day. I think that there's a lot of overlap between these. I don't know that we need to make a big distinction between the two. Uh, Not if you have uh, kind of bought into our culture and the idea that uh, we are trying to be difference makers collectively. Uh, I think, you know, in terms of this mindset, that we need to recognize that whether we're buying in or leaning in or whether we're on the other end of that extreme uh, and, and isolating there is a momentum piece to this and whether we want to acknowledge it whether we agree to it or not i think it's safe to say just from my experience tim you bring a lot of experience to the uh table as well that There's always going to be positive momentum or there's a negative momentum. Uh, You're either you're growing or you're lagging behind. And that affects the people around you, uh, even if you wish that it didn't. Uh, So I think that recognizing that responsibility uh, means that there is somewhat higher stakes than uh, if we were just lone wolves out there slinging insurance. Not that there's anything wrong with that for people who are geared that way. Uh, I know the people that do that and are successful and good for them, uh, but that's really not what we're doing here at the advanced Team, and I don't know very many people that can pull that off. So there is a lot of overlap. Yeah, there is a lot of overlap, but I do think that um, I do think that there is an extra gear there for people that are that recognize that mindset of uh, what I do affects the people around me.
1: Mm-mm. How about you? No, I, I think that totally. Um, I agree with you completely. I, I really don't have anything ahead of that. You said it perfectly.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. I, this is a great question for you, Tim, um, because I know that you. Are pretty well educated and pretty well um, you expose yourself a lot to even just kind of worldwide you know politics and and cultures and things like that uh, and you've traveled a good bit so here in America all right we are very wired to think individually it's a very individualistic nation Uh, there may be parts of this country that are more collective uh, but I know that there are other countries out there that are very more uh, their mindset shifts towards what is best for the group, not just what is best for me. So that mindset is really interesting. How does that that mindset, uh, the shift of individual to collective, how does that transpose over to the team concept of, of selling insurance together, like as a group?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that's a good question because you're right. Um, Americans are extremely... Um, I don't know if you want to say notorious <laughs> or just known for being uh, driven and individualistic and, and stuff like that, but I the thing I want to point out is even though that's kind of, it's like a culture thing, it's a perception, um, you know, like Americans are so greedy and like other places in the world sometimes they can say these things they're greedy and they're driven and they're, you know, the American dream and they try to say that it's not true and all this stuff, but the, the honest truth is when you really boil it down to it is we're idealistic and that's been the truth from the very founding of our nation um, and those, those negative portions of it they're not true um, you know like the evil greedy capitalism and blah 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 um, the truth is um, you know when you're driven and you want to be successful you have to be connect, uh, compassionate and you have to offer something of value to somebody so it's kind of interesting that we do have that drive but when you really break it down and you look at the American culture and even the American dream um, what are some of the things that we elevate as like you know football well football is a team (laughs) Uh, so the Super Bowl it's a team that wins it's not an individual even uh, basketball you look at like Michael Jordan okay one of the best players who's ever lived arguably the best player who's ever lived but he was uh, an extremely driven team player, um, you know, helping his other teammates. Scotty Pippen was nothing without Michael Jordan um, because they worked together and Michael pushed him. So we do have this concept that Americans are very individualistic, but when you really break it down, we really pull together and we work together as a team. Um, you know, Rambo would not have won World War II by himself, uh, it was the Americans. <laughs> together, you know, with the other nations of the world to end that evil that, that was occurring back then. So I think that's really important. We don't have that communal culture like some other um, areas, like especially Asian cultures, like uh, the Japanese and the Chinese. Uh, so we are very driven, but we still can uh, compose ourselves of teams to work together and to get further together. If we were truly individualistic, it'd still be, you know, the Wild West. It'd
0: still be the frontier, but it's not. Yeah. I think we're just so limited uh, when we rely on just simply ourselves. I think that that's one negative that goes along with that. But, you know, solid examples, man. That was really fun. I didn't know what to expect with that. And uh, you you painted a really great picture there. I think that it's just so important um, because there are so many aspects of our culture that are still individualistic just to simply be aware. You know, we've all heard things. We've probably even said things like, you know, these are... Uh, These are my rights or you believe what you want to believe and that's fine for you. But, uh, you know, this is my truth or this is, you know, whatever. There's just so much uh, so much tunnel vision on just the things that make sense to us. And sometimes this whole teamwork concept doesn't make sense to us. So I really appreciate you uh, providing some of those examples. I just think it's important to be aware because we can accomplish so much more as a unit and because the things that we do actually do affect the people around us. So I want to dive into that with some more specifics. Uh, The things that we may or may not be aware of, how do these things affect our team as a whole? Um, and I just got a list here so we could do rapid fire we can uh, pause if we want to dive into these a little bit deeper but um, why don't I uh, call out a, a couple and then um, and then we'll, we'll switch, how's that sound Tim? That sounds good to me Okay, uh, how about the things uh, things like performance and attitude how do those affect our team? Okay so I did actually want
1: to talk about those um, especially performance and this is the reason I wanted to talk about it is because for me and I know that I'm not the only one, sometimes when there's a call to action or there's a promotion or something, it can almost offset uh, my traction. Like I don't know what it is, it's a mental block that I have to work through, um, but sometimes being called to be part of the team um, almost just puts a roadblock in the way. and when we focus on our attitude um, we can make sure that we keep good performance by making sure our mindset is right so um, I give that example that's been something that was in the past Um, so for me now I've I've talked to Chris about it before and I've kind of worked through it and it's like you know what it's really dumb that I feel like um, when something's issued and all of a sudden the whole team is in it together the spotlight is off of me and maybe it's an ego thing and um, I'm to focus on being happy for uh, the greater collective group, um, having a surge, but also continue to focus on my responsibilities to myself while adding to the team. Um, I mean, some other things are like following the basics and and the activity or the hours that you work. Um, Do you want to tackle those?
0: Yeah, I I really do. Um, There is one thing I just want to add uh, to attitude. Like just to get really specific, the things that we um, the things that we believe, the things that we buy into um, sometimes have a very negative impact uh, or a negative slant on uh, how we view this opportunity. You know, whether it's the leads or whether it's a client or whether it's a, a particular carrier or a product or a teammate uh, you know, it, there's so many specifics, and you know that attitude can be really, really contagious. That's what I love about how positive we have. Like uh, Austin just uh, un- unleashed this new channel for inspiration. Like, there's such a focus here in this culture of staying positive because. We do have a propensity to be negative. This is a tough industry, it's not for the faint of heart and it's easy to get caught up in that negativity. So um, it's just really important to be aware that the more you water those seeds of negativity, it can spread and um, you know, there are things that you can do to counteract it, maybe that's a different call. Uh, but you had asked about uh, things that affect our team, um, following the basics and activity those are two different things i guess but uh you know following the basics is really important because in our conversations that we have with other agents you know cross line down line up line doesn't matter uh people are listening they're always listening and they're always observing uh we're in sales so that's a really important skill set so everyone that's part of our organization is paying attention and uh when we are skipping steps, when we're taking shortcuts, when we're downplaying, uh, you know, certain aspects of our sales process, uh, you know, I'm not. Who's to say? I'm not gonna, even going to go so far as to say that that is, you know, something that you like. I don't know. They're basics for a reason, so you do have to follow them. But you know, there's sometimes we get in our heads and we think that we're better off uh, with our doing it our own way. But there's a reason that this system works. And there's a reason why we call those the basics, uh, why we route our leads a certain way, why we do our door knocks a certain way, why we have C-O-R-E for core, you, know, you name it. We just did a whole 13 week series on the basics. and um, you know, But you don't know necessarily if you're skipping a step, how that's gonna impact the person next to you. Uh, who might be calling for advice? They might just be overhearing a conversation that you're having, and uh, you might literally be cutting their opportunity short uh, because they either take what you said and apply it to their own process, or maybe they even take that inch and they grow it a mile, and now they're they're you know wasting their time out in the field because they're just not following the important steps to, to get our to get an application. Um, so there's a huge impact there Uh, just simply following the system is setting a good example and it's important to our team culture Uh, and then activity man uh, if you're a gunslinger and you can go out there and you can write three or four grand in a day or two uh, and you can do it while you're home at five o'clock time to catch the evening news uh, good for you that's fantastic Uh, but not all of us are that skilled Uh, I'm not that skilled and uh, when people start to see that you're cutting corners on how many days a week you're in the field or how many uh, sits you're getting per week. um, Whether you're filling out your activity sheets and staying accountable to the process and maximizing your leads, retiring every lead, things like that. Again, people are paying attention and they may not uh, be able to perform at your level. Uh, with the same amount of work you're putting in. Uh, I would venture to say that you're also not reaching your full potential if your activity doesn't stay high. So we have some benchmarks that are pretty standard. These are basics, uh, you know, 12 sits a week, four four days a week, excuse me, uh, first knock at 10, last knock, depends on where you are, who you are, eight o'clock, 8.30. Uh, those are the expectation because this is a job, this is a career, and you are your own boss. So you have to keep yourself accountable to that. But other people do watch and they do pay attention. But when activity is strong, so are the numbers, and that helps build our momentum. So those things definitely affect our team. Uh, Tim, how about uh, being on our training calls or participating on Slack?
1: Um, I think these are essential um, because. A lot of times we can think, well, uh, you know, I'm doing well, or I don't really want to participate, so we miss out on things. And I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with people, um, and they're struggling with something, or or they're just in a slump or something, and we're talking through it, and I ask, were you on the training call on Wednesday? Um, And sometimes the answer is no, and that was the very subject we were talking about. Um, So these are really important not just for the individual, but also like collectively as a group. Um, when everybody's on these training calls, we can move forward together, <coughs> we can grow together, and that's important. And the same is true of participating on Slack, because um, some of us are at a distance, and Slack is the best place that we have where we can be together collectively, we can encourage each other, we can get answers. Um, sometimes when we're having a challenge finding it, um, we can get direction, um, and we can just you know, root for each other and and help each other. So I I think that these are very, very important, even when we feel like, you know, I don't really want to, or um, I'm not sure that I need to. um, It's not, we're not trying to like chase anybody down, tackle them and force Kool-Aid down their throat. We want you to be a part of the team because we want you to be successful. We want you to grow. um, And we want the momentum as a team, um, you know, a high tide raises all ships, and these are a couple examples of where the tide is at. And So I think that's important, but um, can the I
0: other thing that goes along
1: with
0: that. Oh, sorry. I was going to ask a follow-up question to that. unless. Oh, no, go ahead. So for participating on Slack, I don't know if you've ever had this conversation with uh, anybody, Tim, or if you've done it yourself, but sometimes if we're in a slump or we've had a couple of no's in a row, it can be kind of discouraging uh, to see, you know, Lamont post a big app or, uh, or Billy Ferritti to go on a tear and just sell a whole bunch of insurance and then posting it and we're all celebrating and high-fiving and putting emojis on there. Um, that really does contribute, I do think, I strongly believe, to our team momentum and uh, can pull us up and remind us, okay, well, they're out there, they're, they're slaying it, they're killing it, they're, they're putting in the hours. Um, but I, it can also have a negative effect where people feel insecure or they feel uh, inadequate. Um, and I've, I've been there myself, so I'm not even calling anybody out. But if this is something that people that are listening to this can relate to, uh, do you want to speak to that? Is it is it okay to just go ahead and mute that channel for a little while? Or, or what do you think? Um,
1: yeah, I will speak to that because that's important. So I'm glad you brought it up. Um, I think we all feel that way. You're right. When you're when you're in a slump, you want to shy away from community um, because you may not feel adequate, or it's embarrassment, or whatever it is. It's an emotional thing, um, and like I've done it before too, where I've had a slump and I finally wrote actually like a pretty decent app. And I post it, I'm all excited about it, and then, like, 30 seconds later, Jimmy Frazier posts an app that's twice as big, and everybody goes crazy. You're like, what the heck? Um, and it, it, it can be frustrating, but the truth is, like, that is, it kind of goes back to a character thing again. Like, you got to be able to learn to be uh, excited for everybody, and you got to learn to push that aside because, just like my talk at conference, um, you can't put yourself in that prison of isolation where you start beating yourself up or you're embarrassed and you don't want to tie in and that's exactly the thing that you need to do Uh, even if you have to work through some feelings to do it and that's just a maturity thing, but it's a growth thing too. So if you're able to work through it um, and get past those emotions, it's a victory for you. It's a victory to be able to be happy for, for the other team members who are winning and it's a victory for you to be able to learn how to tie into that energy and go get some of those victories yourself.
0: Tim, that was extremely well said. I really appreciate that. If this is something that you're listening to on a podcast, it's worth rewinding. That was, that was really, really well said, and I appreciate your take on that. You know, I don't think that muting the production channel in Slack is in and of itself a bad thing to do, but it is symptomatic sometimes of isolating, and uh, that can be very, very dangerous. Uh, it's like term insurance. It's not bad, just a little bit dangerous. Probably not the best metaphor, right. but anyway. Uh, yeah, um, what else do we got? Uh, well, we've got the
1: accountability to coach or manager, and I think um, also what goes with that is ride-alongs and assisting new agents. And I think you can probably speak to that, Ben.
0: Yeah, I have uh, been in been in both of those positions before. Um, yeah, so. The things that affect our team, uh, accountability to a coach or mentor. Um, I think this kind of goes back to what we've been saying about everyone is around you that is paying attention. And when they see that it doesn't matter how many apps you write a week, it doesn't matter what your production levels are, that you are uh, consistent and intentional about learning and growing and leaning in especially with someone who has been a, a, a good influence on you, has been a mentor to you, uh, it sets such a good example. And it's so important because we don't ever outgrow the need for that. We just start uh, expanding our comfort zones little by little, and then uh, we in, we encounter new challenges, and, and some of those are mental. Sometimes they're financial. It just really depends on the situation, but it is fundamental to, uh, to be accountable uh, to someone for your goals, and uh, that has an impact on the team. And even if no one ever sees it, even if someone ever never notices uh, what goes on, you know, on the, the phone calls in the parking lots and the debriefs at night and the jam sessions where you're, you know, trying to improve your own game and everything, um, even if they don't notice, it's going to still make you better and there's going to be uh, a positive ripple effect from you becoming better at what you do. And uh, accountability is a very key step in in that process. Uh, Ride-alongs, assisting new agents, this is something that uh, anybody can do. This is not exclusively a trainer thing, it's not exclusively a manager thing. Uh, You might be pretty new to our team, pretty new to insurance, Uh, You can still offer um, to ride along with people, either people that are better than you or people that are newer than you. It doesn't matter. There is value in learning from other people's uh, processes and perspectives. And uh, when you lean in and when you want to serve someone else, it makes you better. And that is a lesson that I have learned on uh, my own career path of of management and learning that the more I invest in uh, people that are looking to me for help and for guidance, uh, the better I have to be. And so it it acts as a forcing function. And uh, so even if you are uh, brand spanking new and you feel inadequate or you feel uh, like you're not an expert, uh, still by offering to serve the team and help someone else, Uh, or humble yourself and and be willing to ask for some help and ride along with another agent just to uh, uh, invest in in your own business and your own perspectives, all of that brings value. And it comes with a, um, it comes with the humility, but it comes with a service mentality. And uh, that can be it doesn't have to be a ride-along, it could just simply be a conversation. Reaching out and talking to someone you haven't heard from in a while that you connected with at conference. You don't even have to have their cell phone numbers because everyone's connected through Slack. You can direct message through Slack. And uh, anybody will help you do that if you're not sure how. But you can reach out you can encourage someone you can say hey you're just killing it can i pick your brain i'd like to know what's going on or uh you know someone's brand new and you you don't even have to know them you can just say hey i've been here a little bit and i've noticed that you just joined our team tell me a little bit about what uh where you came from and what uh what your experience has been and what is your impression of this is there anything that i can help you with uh you know, sometimes people just need that extra uh, step of initiative um, to feel welcome and to feel like they can confide in you, and we can all do that, and it's going to all make our team better. That is the that is the impact. The last thing we have written down, Tim, is uh, service opportunities. How does that affect our team as a whole?
1: Um. Well, one thing I, I'm just going to add one thing to what you said. Yeah, please uh, do. And that is trust. So while going through all those processes that you were mentioning, just trust that the individuals um, that you're helping or who are helping you. Um, just trust that everybody has the best intention in mind because I, I think that's something we can struggle with sometimes is people are helping us and we don't fully trust them so we still kind of try to do our own thing. Um, but in terms of the service opportunities, I mean, there there are plenty. There's this call, right? We have people on here all the time um, there's many things that you can do uh, just go to the office and ask if there's anything that you can do to help if you're in the local market or quite frankly if you're uh, visiting you know you're going to find that there's things that you can help with and for me um, what I found to be honest with you and I, I'll just give you an example uh, like when I flew in for conference um, and then I, I went in early with Chris um, on Thursday and um, so Austin needed some help and I ended up going with him and Um, I thought this was a great opportunity, not just in in helping uh, get some things done for the team and serve uh, just the greater team, but also I got to spend some time with Austin, which doesn't happen very often. Um, So service opportunities are not just an opportunity for you to do something that might be some physical work or a project or something like that, but it gives you an opportunity to um, spend time with other team members that you may not necessarily spend time with and not in the field environment where you're focused on training and the sales process and everything like that. And you probably have a little bit more perspective than I do just because of your proximity to the office on this book. Would you agree with that? Do you have anything to add?
0: Yeah, I would absolutely agree. I think internally that's exactly um, – what I would expect for someone who does take advantage of those opportunities, you know, we also have a core value about looking beyond ourselves. And when we rally uh, our teammates and find opportunities to serve uh, our communities or people that uh, that need just a, a helping hand around us, whether that's through a charity, a school, a church, doesn't matter. Uh, there is there is value in that. Um, in so many ways I could think of a hundred different reasons that that would be beneficial to the to the team Um, but it's the key thing is like what you talked about with character and taking the focus off of yourself and not thinking about just your own time your own bank account your own clients your own leads that need to be retired and just for a second think about the world around you just zoom out and think about the greater good and what you have to offer. And uh, that opens up doors to um, a collective benefit. And uh, when, we, when we do it together, we make an even greater impact. Um, I'll say this too. Like we just mentioned, performance, attitude, following the basics, activity, being on training calls, being on Slack, accountability to a coach or mentor, ride-alongs, assisting new agents, servants, opportunities. Those were just the things that Tim and I thought of. That's it. It's not limited to that. Just be aware. There are so many things out there that are part of our daily life, part of this career, part of this industry that affect the advanced team. Uh, And the decisions that we make are going to make a positive impact or a negative impact. And it's a a shift in mindset as we become more aware of those things. Uh, Tim, where do you want to go from here?
1: Well, I've got a question for you. Yeah. Uh, I want to know, we just talked about a lot of things. Um, And I want to know, what if I'm one of those people, or I'm brand new, or maybe I've been around for a while, and I don't fully grasp the idea of being involved with a team? How do you feel about that?
0: Um, I think that that's that's okay. I think that's okay. I don't think that's necessarily a reflection of uh, who you are as a person. Um, We all have room to grow, but I don't think that that's like a metric that... uh, we're trying to measure up against, you know, who's leaning in the most or anything like that. Uh, I think it's okay, because I think that we all come sometimes to this industry and to this uh, company specifically with a little bit of baggage. And you mentioned trust before, and sometimes we have to test the waters and we have to warm up a little bit to our environments. And, um, you know, that's why we're doing this call is to really paint the picture of the opportunity and the potential if we all band together and we all come together as a unit and we want to have that communal collective impact on our worlds. And we're trying to do something here and we want people to capture that vision and to capture that momentum and contribute towards it. And um, and so that's kind of the call to action here. But uh, we're all going to do that uh, at our own speeds. And and I do think that that is okay. Uh, I don't think that anyone needs to feel any kind of pressure. Uh, but I do think there's an opportunity cost uh, when you when you isolate or when you um, when you want to be more. Um, if you are just simply more concerned about what's going on in your own life and your own personal goals. Uh, There's an opportunity cost to that because you don't know what you don't know. And and you aren't exposing yourself to growth opportunities and becoming better and potentially helping someone around you. Uh, And I can just – it excites me to think about that because that's how I used to be. Like when I first started doing Road Warrior, I thought it was really weird that everyone wanted to have dinner together and and talk about their days. And I was like, man, I'm exhausted. I've been talking to people all day. I want to call my wife and I want to go to bed. I need to do this paperwork and then hit the hay. Um, You know, we've we've toyed around with different kinds of uh, group ride-along rotations and things like that. And I've always been like, man, I have my own way. I like to do things. I don't want to – I don't want to, you know – share my business. I don't want to have to do anything like that. And man, if I could go back, I would have jumped on that opportunity because I think I'd be a better agent now. Um, so there are just a lot of different things. I think there is an opportunity cost to that choice. Um, there is, a. there is a, I guess a niche for every type of personality here um, where at the advanced team you can have your own goals and we're going to help you to reach them, but we're not going to tell you what those goals need to be. Um, not until we have permission to challenge you and to help you reach your full potential. Uh, but sometimes that just takes time and it takes trust. What, what do you think? Uh, yeah, I would agree, I, I think it's
1: okay, um, I, I don't think it's ideal. Um, but again, everybody comes in at different levels. So, you know, it, everybody has different goals, what they want to achieve and what they want to accomplish. And uh, for some people, um, you know, this is something extra. Um, they've done their thing in life. And, uh, you know, we've got a few people who actually are retired and working with us. And, and this is extra income. Um, I do think I agree with you that there's an opportunity cost there. I don't think that you have to go all in if you're one of those individuals. I think the most important thing is that you understand the culture, and from a principal level, um, you're on board there. Um, But it it is good to take advantage of of the team environment and contribute, even if that is in a very small role. Um, I mean, my final thought on that is in in terms of the the younger individual who's just out there full bore, um, you know, wanting to make a... Away for themselves. We have the saying in the military, and it's no Rambo. There's no such thing as a Rambo. John Rambo would die in a real <laughs> like, war situation. Okay, so there is there is no Rambo. You have to be a team. Um, mm-hmm. So you do need that, and it is a good idea to lean into it. And again, some of that just is maturity and trust and time, and that's okay if, if it's going to take that. Um, the most important thing, again, is just that the, the culture is impacting you, and you are growing, and, and maybe you will get there to a very high level, and maybe you will find yourself somewhere in the middle, and I think that's all okay. Um, right. it, it's, you know, different strokes for different folks. Everybody's Everybody's got a different process, and everybody's got a different goal.
0: Yeah, but hopefully this conversation can help people see just the um, the potential. And I agree, we're very we're much better together, and and more well-rounded. We all serve different functions and have different things we bring to the table, different personalities and um, and different experiences. We had talked about Tim. Uh, there's a question on here about whether. Leaning in and and diving headfirst into the advanced team culture and the teamwork aspect of it Is that the expectation if you're going to be here and um, I would say it's not the expectation I would say it's the hope I would say it's the hope because we're looking to accomplish something big and we need good people to help us get there And uh, we recognize as an organization that we'll be better together uh, And we'll get there faster if we aren't trying to get there uh, individually, you know, with our own um, inconsistent you know, methods or uh, processes, I guess um, but Tim oh, would, I would agree with that, we're, we're not going to force you but I, I think that these words are
1: important, we want you to be part of the team because we want you with us because we love you <laughs> like, we just love the people on our team, we love our clients, we do, and you know we, we want to be together and that's important that, that we want that from people but we're not going to force it upon them
0: yeah yeah we're a family so what about those out there who are listening to this and uh you know they're part of the advanced team but uh what if they belong to a a smaller team you know one of the subsets of teams that we have uh, or what if they belong to uh, a bigger team here like uh, like resilient what, what is that uh, does that change anything as far as some of those uh, subsets of teams is for, and, and your mindset and how you approach this Tim
1: um I don't think it changes very much you might be part of a smaller team and to me that's almost um, somewhat more exciting because you get to see everybody come into their own and, and you got people in those teams that Know are going to be leaders in the future and, and quite frankly the same is true of bigger teams because bigger teams have new people too and bigger teams have smaller teams in them um so i don't think that changes a whole lot um what's what's your perspective on that
0: yeah i don't really think it, it changes anything at all i think uh everything is opportunity and everything is what you see in front of you uh and how you see what's in front of you um when I look at a smaller team, I see potential to be uh, to be a bigger team. And when I see a bigger team, I see potential for it to be a bigger team. But uh, when you're firing on all cylinders and everyone is moving in the same direction together, it accelerates uh, everything. And that momentum really does take effect. The Big Mo, it is, it is a real thing. I've seen it happen. I've been a part of it happening. Um, so I would just say no matter what your situation is even if you don't really belong to a team uh, that is the goal I'm sure uh, for for teams to evolve but maybe they need a leader maybe they need someone who can step up and and really show opportunity um, for what it is and and serving other people around them and uh, leaning into the learning curve and and becoming an expert Uh, all of those things are important uh, so whether you belong to a small team, no team, big team, doesn't matter. The advanced team is moving in a direction and uh, there's, there's opportunity there. So I think the last thing we wanted to talk about, Tim, before we go is just simply how do you stay – like if, if we agree to all this and we say, okay, uh, I'm sign me up. Like I want to be a part of this team. I want to be a contributor. Um, how do we stay on track? with our own personal goals uh, while we are serving the team? How do we make sure that there is a healthy balance between uh, our responsibilities we talked about at the beginning for our own bank accounts and families and things like that, um, when we're balancing that against the needs of our organization or company or team as we're trying to grow?
1: Mm-hmm. Um, I think mostly, you A lot of it is accountability, but I'm going to dive deeper into that because it's also about being honest about capacity, and uh, you know that's the conversation that goes on with with your coach um, about your own personal goals and how you would like to serve the team and the capacity that you have. Because sometimes, maybe in the beginning, you know you have to be exclusively focused on your own responsibilities while you're figuring things out and you're getting some momentum. Um, and then also you can't put too much on your plate you may you may be an individual who loves just serving other people and so you're putting the team first but you're neglecting your own goals so that's that's the conversation with the coach and it's about accountability and just being honest and what you want to achieve what you're really doing and um, just making sure that you are meeting your needs and also if you're serving a team you're you're meeting the the team's needs Um, so I mean. I really want to emphasize that a little bit because there are some people who will focus on serving others and their own home can be falling apart. And I think it's extremely important that you can't really effectively serve other people if you don't take care of your own needs first. Um, so I mean we all we all know doctors that tell people to lose weight and they themselves are extremely overweight and then people don't take them seriously. So. That's part of being a good uh, team leader or participant in helping the bigger group is making sure your own home is in order first. And I don't know if you agree with that or if you have anything uh, different to say to that, but that's how I feel about
0: it. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think you obviously, you have to put uh, your oxygen mask on before you help the people around you. Uh, But I think that sometimes where we get caught up is thinking that there's a huge difference between the two. Because we don't always recognize that when we're going out there trying to reach our personal goals and, you know, deposit a certain amount of money and uh, make sure that there's enough uh, to provide for our futures and our families, uh, that helps our team, too. Because, you know, all of this is a is a collective effort to help more families with their life insurance. So I don't think that they're as opposed as we sometimes think they are uh, in our brains uh, that by helping ourselves, we are helping the people around us. As long as we're keeping in check these things we've talked about, about participating and attitude and setting good examples. And then as we can, you know, branching out and looking for opportunities to serve. You mentioned capacity. And I have, I have learned in the last four years, so take this for what it's worth. This is just a Ben McCain opinion, but uh, your capacity is much greater than you think it is. Uh, my capacity is much greater than what I thought it was. Uh, I just had to put myself out there. I had to get out of my comfort zone a little bit. I had to make a couple of sacrifices, um, and they've paid off. So that's that's my take on it. Uh, Tim, what are your what are your final thoughts as we wrap up this idea of mindset uh, shifting from an individual to collective as a team? Um.
1: I I mean we covered a lot of good information and and I think ultimately um, really the concept here is that here at the advanced team we do value the family community and being a team and contributing to each other's success Um, so I I think especially in terms of the individual versus the collective it's just understanding um, that we're all in this together. We want to see every single individual achieve what they need to achieve. And we also want to um, see people feeding into the purpose of serving others and serving our clients, serving each other. Um, and I just and maybe that's oversimplifying it, but that's where I really see it. We've broken it down into a lot deeper uh, levels than that, but that's where I see it. It's just achieving individual success and contributing to the group and, and increasing capacity and serving others in greater ways and just fulfilling a purpose.
0: Yeah. Well said. Again, uh, good stuff, man. This has been fun. I think we've really uh, paved the way for some really good stuff to come in this series and uh, really set the foundation. So uh, let's, let's go. Um, But let's, let's get some victories under our belt today and let's celebrate them. Let's get on Slack. Let's encourage each other. Let's inspire each other. Uh, And as we are um, seeking to better ourselves, um, let's always keep in mind, uh, that our first priority is our clients. If we take care of them, they will take care of us. And so it's uh, it's time to go and be a difference maker. So leave everything and everyone better than when you found them. Have a good week, everybody.